0: Hello guys, this is Daniel Rubio from No Pain, No Spain. I'm uh, walking my dog again. This is the only time I find uh, to, to do this. I I swear to you, I'm thinking about it all day. I've got a trillion ideas. And, and when shit comes down to me recording, walking the dog along the park, suddenly all my ideas go pssst. I posted a new, blog today in uh, dumbanenge.wordpress.com hope you liked it uh, again I'm not expecting uh, millions of people to read me <laughs> shit unfortunately two or three people read me but uh, I'll be honest with you I've been doing it for over 15 years and uh, I don't care it's uh, it, it'll, it'll stay there as a record it actually serves me to uh, to go back some years ago and see how I thought. Now, uh, you may not know this, but uh, Aristoteles, the Greek philosopher, he refused to write a single word of what he ever said. All we know about Aristoteles mostly is uh, of what his disciple Plato wrote about him. Aristoteles thought that the written word was not to be trusted and uh, could be uh, interpreted in so many ways and could be manipulated and could be used against uh, against uh, groups or against people or against situations or against everything so he did not believe in the written word he he believed that information should be transmitted orally and therefore uh, with this information rather than uh, structurized into a into a piece of paper something solid something rock solid he, 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 he thought that words and and ideas and and thoughts should be in the universe and they should be able to evolve and transform themselves into maybe legends and uh, adapt to every situation. Um, You know, just an evolving way of of portraying images and uh, ideas, thoughts. Conclusions. Uh, he, all, he also did not believe in final conclusions. He thought that everything was evolutionary and, and all, at all times things change. What you think is right today might be wrong tomorrow. And we have a million examples of that. Like <laughs> slavery is one. And for hundreds of years, slavery was a normal thing. Nobody ever thought about it being a bad thing. It's in the Bible, so how could it be wrong? Is, so Aristoteles did not believe in the written word. I do believe in the written word first because it, um, it, it gives me structure it gives me uh, a blank piece of paper or a blank screen in which I can transmit what i 'm saying. but what this that i 'm saying i 'm saying to myself mostly if people read it well fantastic I mean but i 'm sure that most of the people who read me are Uh, Confused and what the fuck is this guy trying to do? Uh, What's he saying? And and I'm mostly wrong about everything I say. In this past, it's the same. (laughs) The same mechanics. I'm probably wrong about most of the things I say. But listen, man. That's life. Anyway, so uh, what I wanted to talk to you today was uh, about this back to normality concept that we're now going through probably the whole world I know there's some areas in the world who are now reemerging with uh, with uh, the virus and it's, uh, and it's fucked up the United States I hear it's not too good and when I say I hear it's because I don't see the news I don't read the news uh, we don't have a TV I don't read newspapers I don't know what the fuck is going on because I got tired of all that many years ago uh, <clears throat> the media and the news and shit like that Uh, They they, they kind of mold us into what our society or our interest groups want us to be. And I understand. I understand the logic behind it. It's true. We at some point have to defend our cultural values, our our way of living, uh, and our our ideals. But at the same time, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like buying... being manipulated. When I say I don't like it, it doesn't mean that I made a choice. It's like, uh, well, yeah, I made a choice of not hearing the news, of not participating in that. But, but it, without without the um, without the final goal of being a blank slate, rather. But uh, but then months go by that I haven't seen the news or watched TV, and I go into a bar. And there's the TV on, and just ten minutes of watching that screen, just Jesus, man, fuck! I cannot understand how people can spend hours watching that. No wonder the, uh, people are fucked up. No wonder people are so so polarized, as I said in my past. <laughs> Uh, podcast. That doesn't mean I don't want to know what's going on, and I do investigate here and then about issues that I worry about, for example, I mean, I have my Twitter feed, as I said before, which I have all my enemies, what I consider the enemies of society in it, so that I know what they're doing, Uh, I read sometimes some articles of the BBC that are sent to me, uh, some of the Washington Post, uh, a couple of articles from Spanish newspapers, but mostly they are worthless and uh, a lot of democracynow.com, uh, things like that. But I go and search for the news. I'm not being fed the news. I don't know if there's a difference, but I feel uh, I'm more free this way. So coming back to the pandemic, it is um, it is this new normality. So now, uh, at least where I live in, in Barcelona, things are mostly back to normal. You're allowed to go mostly everywhere. Uh, however, you have to keep the distance, you have to respect social distancing, there is uh, uh, wear a wear-a-mask policy at all times. Um, and, uh, and people are just acting weird in some way. Uh, here in, in Barcelona, we have the two kinds of weird. We have the, uh, both uh, poles, like we have the guy who will not even, if you're walking down the sideway, he will change sidewalks. Just because you're coming, and then you have the other guys who just don't give a fuck. They don't wear a mask, and they, whenever they have to speak to you, they just come two inches from your face. And hey, what's up, man? How are you doing? And and and, and you don't know to what point this paranoia is real or not. I maintain my distance, but I always have. But uh, this. uh, So so if if you if you were to come now to Barcelona, you would not see any difference, uh, any major differences. from before the pandemic. What you do see, though, is that uh, people's uh, attitude has uh, changed a little. It's like it was a little bit of a wake-up call, a little bit of, a, um, well, this lockdown, this everything closed, no airplane, no buses, no cars, no shops open, all this turmoil and chaos uh, situations that we live on a daily basis in big cities. All this calm has in, has 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 installed somewhere in our psyche, and because it felt so natural, it felt so fucking natural to to be on the streets with no noise, with no contamination, uh, no noise pollution. Everybody was uh, in its own world. I have this app that measures. Um, Uh, environmental pollution on the area that you live and and we in Barcelona we the area that I live in Barcelona in Gracia uh, we uh, we regularly have 70 to 80 uh, parts per molecule parts per million molecule of pollution I don't know and during the pandemic it went down to 25 and you could actually notice. I mean, your breathing was cleaner. Uh, your nose didn't sprout fucking brown. It's not. And and and, and, and I don't know. It might have been uh, a little bit psychosomatic, but uh, but you felt more better. The sky looked bluer. Uh, no planes. No no chem trails. Uh, we uh, are our home. It's very near the, well, it's on the path of planes that come uh, before they land. And on a regular day before the pandemic, uh, any time between 10 and five in, 10 in the morning to five in the afternoon, it was an, uh, a, a, a sketch of chemtrails. And uh, well, it was horrible, horrible. Whereas of now, you look at the sky, and yes, you see a couple of planes, but it's mostly blue, clean. And just nice, just nice. So how are we to go back to that craziness as before? We surely are trying, because uh it's obvious that our economy is based on on all this bullshit, on all these worthless uh, pieces of shit. Like I um, I don't know if I've uh, told you, but in the in the square that I live, there are eleven cafes. Eleven cafes. Okay, let me, let me tell you, you don't need 11 cafés in one square, in one block. Okay, you don't. I don't care. I don't care where you live, you don't need them. Um, the thing is that these 11 cafés, They serve the same shit, so there's no specialty. There's nothing uh, special about any of them at all, at all, at all. They all serve the same shit. Even the croissants they sell, they're bought from the same bakery. So it's just a volume. It's just mediocrity. It's just, uh, I I can't find the right words. can't find the right words. But uh, the thing that I know of, sure, is that we don't need... 11 cafés in one uh, city block. And that's like that in most city blocks in Barcelona. You would be amazed at the amount of cafés that are in this city. I mean, Anywhere you go, and I repeat, I insist, anywhere you go in this city, you will come across not once, not two, not three, not four, not five, but at least six or seven cafés in the near vicinity. Which you can sit and have the same shit that everybody else is serving. So with this pandemic, all these mediocre cafes, well, they had to shut down, and of course their margin of uh, their their economic margin is, is so low. So chances are that most of them will be closing down. Uh, I think a few of them have opened, but others haven't. And uh, I'm not wishing anybody any, any anything bad. I'm not wishing anybody uh, illness or something. But, dude, if you invest in something, be creative, be, de, do something, contribute to the to the richness of the of the of the block of the city block. You know, don't do fucking cafe con leches and, and 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 bravas and croissants as the other ten places do. I mean, so it's this its this attitude that uh, Spanish people have, that uh, that the effort is made not towards the creative side of, uh, of, of offering something that nobody else offers, but just to be part of the... If he's selling this and he's doing okay, well, I'm going to sell this. And so then what you end up having is 11 fucking cafes in which only two people sit in each one, and they're all living just barely. I don't know if you get my point. I don't know if I'm... Uh, getting my point across but I see you I I, I hope you understand my point so we don't need 11 cafes so I am really hoping that uh, all this um, abundance of useless uh, things will will transform into more mm, rich uh, creative uh, supportive shops cafes I don't know if I were to open a cafe I would surely not serve croissants, or if I do, fuck, I will surely not sell the same croissants that ten or eleven guys are selling just next door to me, but this is not what happens here in Barcelona. I wrote an essay many years ago that I counted uh, just in in, 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 a hundred round meters from my house, It's amazing. We have five major hospitals, five major hospitals. I'm not talking clinics or health centers. No, full-blown hospitals, five in our vicinity. I counted, I believe it was 17 pharmacies. 17, Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, uh, at least 15 supermarkets of which five or six are super supermarkets and the others are little shops and uh, I can top of my head I can think of seven uh, Pakistani shops about 10 Chinese shops uh, well you see my point you see my point and and, and all these people uh, bless them man I know the effort it took to to create that but if you're gonna do some some effort dude do something different attract me with something I don't know, attract me with something that I can only get from you and not for 11 other cafes. Well, this, thanks to the pandemic, sadly or fortunately, it will change because a lot of these people, as I said, are living on very, very close margins and they cannot handle this. this uh, this economic pressure. Now, what's gonna happen to these people? Well, I hope they come up with better ideas. I certainly hope the government gives them a hand and, and, and maybe creativity will pop up. I doubt it, because in this country, creativity is, is as far removed as, as fucking Jupiter, but that is my desire. The new normality. The new normality, I don't like. I don't like million cars with one person in it, just because he he came into debt to be able to go to work listening to his favorite song in the car with AC. I do not agree with that at all. And it's not one, it's not two, it's hundreds and thousands of people. All you have to do is come out of my house at 7 in the morning. We have a major crossroad nearby. And I can guarantee you, I've seen it a trillion times, hundreds and hundreds, thousands if not cars, SUVs, diesel with one motherfucker in, AC to the top, listening to his favorite song. And he's probably going five or 10 blocks away. Or he's probably going somewhere where public transport can easily, cheaply, and environmentally friendly take him, but no. And this is what this new normality is making me think that maybe the, <laughs> the pandemic was not bad after all. Uh, many people have said that um, virus came to teach us what normal is. Well, I certainly hope so. I know I have adopted uh, new attitudes. I have adopted new ways of, uh, of uh, interacting with the world. Uh, we have, of course, always always been very keen on recycling and very keen on, on not uh, using things that we can either not reuse or cannot be fully recycled, but now we are extremely thorough on that. Um, and, and many other things, and many other things. Another thing that I wish to mention is the family interaction that took place during the during the pandemic. You see, um, we were used to, uh, I, I can use myself as an example. Well, I, uh, I have a job that varies in shift. I, there's three shifts where I work. There's a morning shift, the afternoon shift, and the evening shift, okay? And so that um, when I was in the morning shift, that was from seven to three. So that meant I would only see my child at, uh, after 4:30, you know, because I woke up at five, had a shower, grab a cup of coffee, take a shit, and hurried to work to be there at seven. When I had the afternoon shift, I mean the the the, um, the the yeah the afternoon shift. Well, then I didn't see him in the mornings, but I saw him in the afternoon. So it was. It was very chaotic, and when I and in the evenings when I had evening shifts, night shifts, well, then it was just crazy because I would arrive home at six thirty, sleep, wake up at three, see him for uh, go pick him up at school at four thirty, see him for a couple of hours, sleep. But I was always tired, I was always fuzzy and bad-tempered, so it it, it was nice. Now with this pandemic. The first thing that happened was that schools closed. So uh, those of us who were parents were let go. were not let go, but were the first ones to be able to work from home. Because, of, because we just didn't have where to leave our kids. So from my work, I was the only one from my team that was allowed to go home. And ever since March 13, I believe the date was up to today, I have spent every day in most of my waking hours, with my kid and family, how the fuck am I going to go back to regular life after this? I don't want to. I really don't want to. I want to spend more time with my kid. I want to. Uh, we've created an interaction uh, with him and with my wife uh, that um, that took us a while to get used to because it's. Uh, it's not easy <laughs> it's not easy all of a sudden spending 24 hours with your with your partner and your kid I mean, you have your moments of going crazy but it's fucking beautiful it is beautiful i'm working from home i have this uh, i have i have the same shifts as before but from home so that means i've created my setting at home, from which I can work comfortably, but every hour I can go and spend 10, or 15 minutes with my child, or every hour, every two hours, or if there's a, if there's something that needs to be done, I can, I can put work on hold and go and do it, and then come back and continue with work. So it's uh, it's just amazing. This is another thing I wanted to. Uh, to, uh, to hope that uh, companies realize the benefits of this, how happy employees are. Uh, at least I can speak from, from, from my job position and from the people I work. I work in a company, uh, major social media, in which we have tw- about 2,000 uh, employees. You know, And all of them are now working from home. Uh, as far as I know, the numbers I've seen, Productivity is, in the worst case scenario, being the same, but people are much happier. People are now homebound. People are now creating bonds with, with, with those around them. People are getting to know themselves and their partners and their sons and their, and their immediate groups much, much, much better. And, and work has not been affected. So if if you were to tell me, but no, no, productivity has gone down, and the numbers have gone down, and this is not working, well, then I can argue that they may be right, but that is not the case. Uh, How are we going to go back to this normality? I'll be honest, I am scared shitless that the company I work for one day is going to call me saying, hey, you've got to come back to the office. Ah, fuck, I don't know what I'm going to do. I really don't know. Okay, yeah, yeah, I do know I'm going to go back. But it's not going to be an easy thing, it's not going to be emotionally correct, it's not going to be good for anybody, it's not going to be good for my son, for my girlfriend, for me, for my dog, for anyone. So let's hope this uh, new normality uh, is better than the previous pandemic pre-pandemic normality. Another thing that I've uh, noticed during this pandemic is three, over three months of close down, is that I, for example, have uh, have learned to call me stupid or call me cliche I, I don't care, but to appreciate the, the, the little things the little things, as, uh, you know, seeing a clean sky or walking in the streets and not having a trillion cars not seeing a million people mm, not having all the temptations that you constantly are bombarded with to buy to consume to use to 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 give to to own you know uh, we've been actually able to we've been actually able to save money during this pandemic finally we're not doing bad, we're not poor, but <laughs> we live uh, we live okay, but we're, our savings was very limited, and uh, God forbid we had an emergency, because then it all went to shit, but that doesn't mean we, we, we lack food or anything. No, we're good, we're very good. We have two salaries coming in, so we're very good, but suddenly we don't have it. And, and, and if you pay attention to it, Most of the shit you buy Most of the shit you purchase and and, and get You don't need it, man And I know it's a cliche I know, I know it's a cliche But when you live through it When you don't have a choice When you really cannot go anywhere and spend money Only then you notice, like, I'm okay So, yeah, my underwear has a couple of holes And one of my balls falls out every ten minutes So fucking what? So I haven't had a haircut in three months. So fucking what? Who am I trying to impress? You know, I'm not saying personal grooming is not important. Wait, no, no. But, well, you get my point. You get my point. And now, when everything's now open, I find myself suddenly wanting to go to shops suddenly, fuck, I need this because, not because I I really need it, because I haven't bought anything in three months, in over three months, so uh, now I can, so what is it that I can buy? I'm rather looking at things that I can buy than looking to things that I need, and uh, I speak for myself, of course, but I'm guessing I'm not the only one who feels this way in some way, so uh, what would it take for us to learn man to fucking understand that we don't need most of the stuff we have we don't we don't and it's only creating a shitty world it's only giving a ter- terrible example to our children it's uh, and the important things are left are, are left out or given very little importance if any like spending time with your child like like having to prepare next day in a, in a creative manner, because when you spend twenty four hours with a child seven days a week, man, you better have a plan for next day. You better have a plan because random randomness will only take you so far. Uh, helping him uh, helping him decide, helping him. Uh, to To learn the basic shit, for example, uh, every evening, me and my son, before we go to bed, we make a small plan of what we're gonna do tomorrow. You know? most of the times we don't we don't uh, abide to it, but we still plan ahead. You know, and then with this plan in mind, I plan my day. You see, which uh, before used to be the other way around: first work, responsibilities. And, and commuting and oh, I gotta go get this I gotta go buy that and then if there's any time left well then I'll spend it with my child Ah, uh, you might have, well sorry if I com- I'm confusing you as you well known I speak out of my ass I just think on my feet and come try to come up with conclusions but It is a shitty world we have created and we have to change it. We certainly have to change it because it's not taking us anywhere good. Uh, Hopefully, some of us have learned that uh, through this pandemic, things can be different and it's okay. It's okay not to have 11 bars at your disposal. It's not okay to have 27 pharmacies at your disposal. It's not okay to be away from home nine, 10 hours a day. It's definitely not okay. Having said this, um, let you guys go. Thank you so much for listening. And this is No Pain, No Spain. Have a good one and keep safe.